Hello and welcome to all my fantastic regulars and to anyone else who's listening for the first time. My name is Patricia, the host of the Haiku P podcast. It's great to have you with us and I really hope you'll come again. Before I get into the podcast, I just wanted to let those of you in the UK know about something special. Roger Watson, that excellent hygiene, was telling me that he'd been to the inaugural meeting of the London Haiku Group. He said it was brilliant. So if you want to go, I'll put the link on the show notes for you and you can get in touch with them. Maybe try it out for yourself. If you do, don't forget to say hello to Roger. Now, back to the poetry. This week is a special on pain. I know, not the most cheerful of topics. So why did I choose it? Well, I received a haiku from Jim Azevedo. I'll read it shortly. And at about the same time, I was reading about Shiki, who suffered most of his writing life from tuberculosis, and worse. And it just struck me that we could do a lot with this topic. I hope, when you've listened to all the poetry from so many of you, that you will feel the same. Let's kick off with a couple of haiku from Shiki. I want to sleep. Swat the fly softly, please. The gourd flowers bloom, but look, here lies a phlegm-stuffed brother. And now, over to you. The first haiku is from Jim Azevedo. He's a first-timer here at the Haiku P podcast. He's retired and comes from northern Colorado in the States. Welcome, Jim. As well as writing haiku, Jim has been a keen photographer for many, many years. When I heard that, I wondered how many of us are also photographers. I know there's at least one more on this podcast. Anyway, he said something that I thought summed up why many of us enjoy haiku writing. He said, I write haiku because it brings me closer to life. Life without all the filters. I think there's a haiku in that sentence. And so to Jim's work. Pain slows evening voices. Small mortal bird hops to another rock. We're staying in the US for a little while. And now we're going to hear from Robin Anna Smith. I'm so glad she submitted some work as I know she's very busy writing for Rhythm and Bones. This time, some one-liners. Suicide disease. The doctor asks if I've tried Tylenol. It made me laugh out loud, even though it has a very serious message. Pain management. Practicing my scales. And pain creeps into the forever night. Which was originally published in Sonic Boom. Now, Laughing Waters. We haven't heard from her for a while but she's back with some haiku that hit the spot for me. Sitting on the top of the hill, me and ants. If you could see the state of the grass in my garden, you'd understand why I chose this one. Mountain bike. Me and my knee getting a new smile. It particularly speaks to me, as I have a smile-shaped scar on my leg as a result of a biking accident. And finally this one, because the image is so charming and funny, and I think we can all see it in our minds. Young pup, discovering roses, one thorn at a time. 
Next, we have another new member of the community, Joan Barrett. She's writing for the first time for us. She too is a retiree who is also very much into photography. And I'll put a link to her website on the show notes so you can take a look at it. She's been writing poetry for many years, but only recently started to write haiku, so I'm delighted that she took the plunge and is sharing some of her work with us. Broken Children Sleeping in the Attic, Red Chamber Pot In the more pleasant of my interpretations of this piece, it's about abandoned childhood, toys and chamber pots. The pain of lost childhood, perhaps. But, I think deep down, I knew it was sadder than that, possibly even evil. So I asked Joan, and she told me, The broken children were real, broken in that they were foster children from broken homes, taken in by relatives, only because, she believes, they were a source of income. She spent a few days and nights at this particular house, and remembers them as not belonging, as rather lost. Sad, isn't it? And next a haiku that's had a little journey to be with us today. I read the first draft, which was good, but I encouraged Joan to have a little think about it, and she came back with this, which I think is wonderful. Old yellow dog, even the cold floor lies trembling. Last, and not least in the US section of the podcast, another poet new to us, Marissa Glover. She works as a teacher and writer. She says she writes haiku for the challenge of choosing a single image or a perfect word to say what she wants to say. Not an easy task for a woman who likes to talk. A woman after my own heart, perhaps. I'd like to share both her original piece and then an edited version with you. Here's the original. Hope is the foul thing flying out of reach, waiting to poop in your eye. For those of you with a knowledge of Emily Dickinson's work, can you see the connection? I asked Marissa if I could have a go at reworking the poem, and so with her permission, this is the edit. Hope flying out of reach, poop in your eye. Marissa, thank you. I really must read more Emily Dickinson. You can catch up with her on Twitter. I'll put the link in the show notes. Next we're off to Europe to meet some old friends and some new. But let's start with Ian Speed, who's in the middle of a really interesting project. He sent me five haiku verses based on Schubert's Winterreise. And he's continuing to write more. The Winterreise haiku tell us of the winter journey of a spurned lover. Ian intended them to be standalone pieces, but you can also read them as one progressive work. I'm going to read the first two verses, and you can read all five on the Poetry P website. I've also put a link to YouTube, so you can have a listen to the music. Also, Dichtungen von Ian Speed, Musik, die Winterreise von Schubert. Doors soft latching, gates silent moonlit shutting, echo my sad farewell. Night's lament, rends my heartstrings, asks if I was ever loved. Please go to the website and read the rest. I've asked Ian to keep us posted on his progress. More then from Ian and Franz in a future podcast, perhaps. 
Next, I'll read mine. After all, I have a foothold in the UK and in Switzerland. Single black dog snaps at her heels. The abyss. It was written about one terrible dream I had at a difficult time in life. I hope it can speak for itself. Now back to the UK proper. This time we're off to the Orkney Isles. I've never been there. And we're going to meet Robert Horobin, another writer new to the podcast. On the Whale Road, how the Bonehouse creaks. The shore is far away. Robert wrote this while reading Norse sagas and Anglo-Saxon riddles, and I think you can hear those influences in the poem. Rather than speak of pain directly, he's chosen a metaphorical approach, which he believes has failed. I enjoyed it, though. It's got a certain eerie feel to it. As I read it, I was transported through history to a cold and distant shore. To me, the creaking of the bone house on the whale road speaks of pain and the shore is recovery, or the good day when pain is not the only thing you can think of. Is it a haiku or a senryu? Possibly not, not in this incarnation, but he thinks it might be zapai. Yes, zapai, something I'd not heard about and hadn't researched, except to understand that it's a relative of the haiku. I'm grateful to Robert for giving me something new to research, and I'll come back to it in another episode. Cheers, Robert. I hope this won't be the last time that we hear from you. And so, from the far north of the British Isles to the south-west, the last of our UK writers for this week, this time John Hawkhead, who's an experienced poet. Indeed, if you'd like to read more of his work, I'll put a link to his book, Small Shadows, in the show notes. He enjoys writing haiku as the discipline of brevity is good for all facets of life. Saying just enough and no more to capture a moment in the universe and to share it with others. I agree, John. He's also recommended something for us to read which he said is a useful resource for all of us haiku writers. David Lanouis write like Isa. I shall surely have a read. Now let's hear from him. John, that is. Chemotherapy. Her lost hair lining the crow's nest. Dropping the glass. The shattering news. Now I want to head to Japan to hear from Maniko Takahashi because I think there's a tentative link between John's haiku and Maniko's. This haiku has also had a little journey to be with us. And Maniko tells me that it was very much influenced by news reports. At the roadside fallen olive lilies. A homeless body. News is so sad at the moment. Thanks for taking this journey with us, Maniko. Now I'm backtracking. Heading back towards Europe, to the border of Asia, to meet one of our regular contributors, Gulitz Mutlu, from Ankara in Turkey. Cats' cataracts on the clean linen's white heliotropes. Don't you find the sound of the alliteration in the first two lines so effective? Let's go to the subcontinent of India to hear from yet another writer new to the podcast, B.S. Saroja. Interestingly, she's a graduate in science 
and a postgraduate in literature. There's definitely a link between science and haiku. I'm quite convinced. Hiding dreams, hollyhocks wither, mum cries. This makes me think of women of my mother's generation, many of whom didn't have the freedom that I did to follow their dreams. I've always found the hollyhock to be a sad flower somehow, and yet I've just planted three of them in my garden. Weird. The crowded path feels lonely. Unheard cry. Crowded places can be the loneliest, can't they? Thanks so much for these pieces, which say so much in so few words. And if you'd like to hear more from her, her blog will be in the show notes. And so to Professor R.K. Singh, also writing from India. Unable to map on the face where her pain ends and mine begins. Doesn't that metaphor work well? Wiping his face under the umbrella, an old man with books. Line three is a marvel for me. Professor Singh could have just said, an old man. But the addition of books adds just a little bit more depth, don't you think? And if you'd like to read more of his work, I'll put his blog on the show notes too. Now we're going to Singapore to hear from another of our regulars, Su Wai Klai. Her first haiku will give you a clue as to her occupation, I think. Small talk. My patient forgets about the needle. Always works for me, Suwai. At the dentist, I grind my teeth tight for a jab. This clearly shows something that I associate with Suwai's work. Her humour. Now, I'll just have to do a few jaw exercises to loosen mine. When I read this haiku from Giddy Nielsen Sweep in Australia... I knew I had to use it. Again, like Professor Singh, I think she's used metaphor magnificently. His face deep-lined. Pale hills throw shadows in the moonlight. And last, but definitely not least, we'll end our podcast today in New Zealand with Isabel Caves. Padded Cell All the voices she couldn't lose. Powerful, isn't it? And if you'd like to read more from Isabel, the link to her blog will be on the show notes. Wow, what a very special podcast that was. A mixed interpretation of the word pain expressed in some very strong poems. Thank you so much to all of you. I'm in awe. It really means the world to me to have such a wide and supportive community of poets. Or should I say, hygiene. Thanks so much for listening to the Haiku P podcast today. I hope you've enjoyed it, and you'll come back again. Take care. Keep writing. There'll be lots of links on the show notes. If anything's missing, just email me. Ciao.